everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Embodied Experience with Lauren and Sylvie. This is Sylvie speaking and I am excited to come back and have some open-hearted conversations with you guys. Um, It's been some time since we've sat down and talked as life has just been a little busy. Um, The world is kind of reopening up here again in the U.S., as the vaccinations are rolling through and um, life is sort of returning to a pace, a heavier, I shouldn't say heavier, but a faster pace. Um, So that's been cool. And with that has, I've noticed my time has also been getting filled up quicker and quicker and quicker. And I find myself kind of running from task to task again. Um, as far as work and self-care and family and friends and relationships and um, all of those good things. So I've had to take a kind of a step back to integrate back into the world. And, um, you know, there's the obvious part of that is just putting time and effort and energy into things. And the other really cool thing I've been noticing is just putting into practice all of the things that we've talked about over the past year um, on this podcast, people pleasing, setting boundaries, cultivating healthy thoughts, moving from an authentic place, taking care of our body and mind. I really think the past year, um, having been in isolation, if you will, for the um, COVID pandemic, has given myself and so many people that time and space to kind of sit back and reflect and um, just be in your own space without the pressure of having to um, kind of attend to so many other things. And I can sense that kind of coming back again now, which is exciting. It's really exciting. I'm excited that uh, we are kind of moving out of this fearful place and into a more appreciative, grateful place. And I know um, just seeing people again and um, feeling more relaxed about it has been so joyful. Um, And I I mean, I I could speak for myself. I appreciate it so much more because I'm like, I don't think I realized just how saying hi and just doing a quick check-in, even if it's like the barista at my Starbucks down the street, how that like can shift my whole day and and make things feel more, I don't know, fulfilling, if you will. So, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to check in and and talk about what we've been up to uh, the past month or so. I've um, been working a lot. Work has been really, really busy. Um, spending time with my boyfriend and his family, and that's been super lovely. They are fantastic people, and I'm really enjoying getting to know everybody. Um, been working on kind of like spring cleaning my house, and that's like a never-ending process because you always feel like there's something else to do. Um, and I was able to travel recently to Florida, uh, Ryan and I went down and took a course on dry needling, which is um, really cool because I love doing that. It's dry needling is um, we use acupuncture needles in our physical therapy practice to help reduce myofascial trigger points and reduce pain, swelling, inflammation in the body. And um, 
Lauren, I know how much you love it. And it was really cool to take a refresher course um, and be able to travel. Um, so amidst all that, I can sense the uh, temptations of the world, if you will, you know, wanting to do everything, wanting to please everybody, wanting to be in the scene, wanting to have time for myself, um, kind of becoming more of a tug. And I've been thinking a lot about how I do keep my balance in this and um, because it's easy to get caught up in that momentum. And it's really just been putting into practice the things we've we've talked about, which sounds so easy, um, but it takes a lot of discipline, right? To wake up every morning, to to move my body, to to um, check my thoughts whilst in the midst of conversations with others, um, to choose how I want to spend my time, um, and prioritizing my priorities when there's so many more options now that life kind of seems to be more open. And so by doing that, one thing that I have to keep reminding myself is staying true to who I am is literally a daily practice. And it's not something I ever thought of that way up until kind of the past week in which, um, you know, I was having a really good day, but I was a little overtired. I was feeling a little sensitive. And someone said a comment to me that kind of just triggered all of my um, triggered some insecurities that I might be dealing with at that moment or just kind of threw me off kilter and I just lost it. And I was like, I know it's because I'm tired. I know it's because I'm not really into my routine. I know it's because I can let my mind kind of take control if if I allow it to. And I have to wake up the next day and be like, okay, it's a fresh start. It's a new day. What are we doing? Where are we at? What do I need? What's going on? Um, and and kind of resetting. And it's been a daily practice. And and I think it's important to recognize that because in speaking to a lot of people, I think we kind of have this expectation that like, okay, I know all these things. Um, I know what I need to do. I'm doing them. Why don't I feel better? Or why do I feel um, kind of off kilter? Or why do I not feel good? And... I think when we start asking these things, it's also saying, okay, well, what is it that I need right now? And switching gears quickly from, not quickly, I shouldn't say, but like recognizing when we're not feeling right. And then instead of dwelling on that, kind of switching over to like, okay, well, what is it that I need right now? Do I need quiet space? Do I need to move my body? Do I need to sleep? Do I need to eat something? Do I need to have a conversation and... um be more open, honest, and direct with somebody about something that's bothering me? Do I need to kind of check my belief system and my perspective on on a situation? And addressing those things as they're coming up with all of the things that we've talked about in the past. And um, and, and then giving ourselves credit for that. And I think I just lost my train of thought a little bit, but it's about choosing every single day to do the things that we need to do to stay true to ourselves and and not get so, um, I don't know, misled in the idea that like, okay, well, I'm doing all the things. Why don't I feel good? Um, so, you know, as, as our lives get busier, I think this becomes that much more important, 
right? Um, because it's just happening. So those are the things I've been up to and, and the thoughts I've been having and, and how to keep my balance um, amidst the busyness and uh, Lauren, how are you doing? Welcome back, Sylvie. It's good to be chatting with everybody again and good to start things off by just sharing some perspective and where we've been. Um, Sylvia, I feel like everything that I have to say is like utterly and completely the opposite of what you have to say. <laughs> uh, it goes to show you the difference of living in different countries. Um, the United States is uh, figuring it out. Um, so contrary to what the news may have had you believe um, at the start of the pandemic, I mean, I really think the United States has a good thing going for them with you know, states having to make their own decisions and certainly not all states are in fantastic situations, but I think some are. And I think the United States as a whole is, uh, especially with the rollout of the vaccine and, you know, still giving people um, autonomy, self-determination. Um, self-determination is the number one rule of, of social workers, but I think it should be the number one rule of human beings is, you know, people have a right to choose for themselves. And um, if they want to be vaccinated, great. If they don't, then they don't need to. But I think ultimately people want normalcy again and and the vaccination kind of helps do that um unfortunately that is not the case in germany uh germany has had one of the worst rollouts of the vaccination um of any country in the whole world uh there's 80 million people that live here and only 1 million have been vaccinated so far um, i'm actually set to get my first vaccination tomorrow because the american government has sent some to our base so i'm not getting it from the german um well not that i would be able to because there's a whole sign up and anyway but i'm able to through the military base my husband's already fully vaccinated and you know quite frankly my my opinions personally on vaccination um are that babies and old people definitely should be vaccinated i mean our children we're not anti-vaxxers our children have been vaccinated i don't agree with the fda's um vaccination calendar for babies because for instance for those of you who don't have children or maybe those of you who do have children but just hadn't realized it the fda um they say that it's okay to give six different vaccinations at one time to a two-month-old and then the same schedule at four months six months and so on and so forth and I'm just like, that's absolutely bananas. We did it with our first kid at that two-month mark, and he went comatose for like a, a whole day. It was so bizarre. And then I like took a step back, and I realized, oh, my goodness, like we have to you know, spread these out. And I guess it's more of a convenience thing that nothing terrible will happen to your child um, when you give them the vaccines all at once. Um, but it's just not... I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's not nice to do that. It's not fair. I mean, who would want to get six shots at one time? Um, and so, you know, we allow our children to get two vaccinations at once, like four vaccination in their early years. Um, but for people that are healthy and well, you know, I mean, I haven't taken the flu vaccine in a long time. And I definitely understand like people that are working in uh, health fields and, and, you know, being safe. And so I'm all for people making that decision for themselves, right? You know, as far as the COVID vaccine goes, I personally wouldn't take it if it wasn't going to impede on my rights. And I think at this point, my rights have been far impeded on living in Germany. I mean, literally, I have no self-determination. Um, we are under curfews. Uh, you have to be in your house by 10 p.m. You cannot leave before 5 a.m. You can get fined 25,000 euro if you are um, apprehended, basically, in between those hours. Uh 
you know, that's new this month, but, you know, since November 1st, we haven't been able to drive without, uh, outside of our state. Um, so that's generally, you can't drive outside of like a, a 30 minute radius. Uh, the states are much smaller in Germany. Uh, Germany itself, the country is about the size of, I don't know, I'm pretty sure it's smaller than Texas. Maybe it's the size of one of the southern states or maybe like Colorado or Arizona or something, but the states within Germany are fairly small and so we can't really drive anywhere. So my life has consisted for the last six months and we're moving into our seventh month of um, lockdown because they're gonna proceed with lock, keeping us locked down, which basically means that nothing's open, only grocery stores and uh, pharmacies, but um, you have to wear an N95 mask that is without fail. If you're caught without one in a parking lot or in some sort of general vicinity, you can also be ticketed. Um, you're still not supposed to gather with people, which is not tremendously difficult for our family because we have young children and it's not like we're hosting all the time or anything. And if we did, we'd only host with one, probably one other family. We're not throwing ragers. Um, but the mental health status of this country is just in the toilet. People are tired, people are frustrated, um, and people are scared. I mean, the fear level that is just circulated in this country is insane to me. Uh, I, I know that it, it is in America too, but again, I go back to that self-determination piece is when you have self-determination, people are able to make decisions for themselves. Um, you know, you have people that can stay in fear and you have people that move out of fear, you know, and, and, and it's just about, you know, respecting other people's choices. And, and I'm not sitting here saying that America is perfect and that uh, that has been flawless and that's happened, but Certainly, we have provided the choice, and people have been able to make their choice. And in Germany, there is no choice, though. It, the decisions are made for you, and you just have to live with it. And and honestly, I mean, I'm doing better today. But yesterday was like kind of a low day. I felt very hopeless. Um, I'm grateful that I have so many tools to lean on and draw from you know, to stay positive with my physical fitness. And I know when to reach out, reach out to therapy. I know how to reach out to friends. My husband and I have a great relationship. We do small things to mix it up, uh, you know, like movie nights and being lazy, or we just bought an outdoor table. So it, the weather's getting nice. We can actually just sit outside. So instead of eating at the dinner table or on the couch, we can now eat at the outdoor table. Um, you know, and I think I've found such a tremendous appreciation for literally the smallest of things because that's what we're relegated to are the smallest of things to find joy in because travel is not an option. Um, beyond travel, uh, choosing to, to explore really outside of our village is not an option. I'm grateful for nature. We have so many trails. And so that's been incredible for running, for going on walks, taking the kids, you know, and, and, and then really just looking at life through their eyes, you know, they don't need all these big things to stay entertained and, you know, get busy with life and do things. Um, you know, so it's really brought me back to a simplicity of life. And so for that, I'm super grateful, but I'm really ready to have freedom of choice again. And I don't know when that'll happen. So Sylvie, I know that's completely opposite of you, but, um, would love to hear your feedback. You know, it's, so interesting to see how different things are um, for both of us. And I think it's reflective of how different things are across the globe and how we're all still dealing with this. And I will say I'm really grateful to hear and know that America is a little bit ahead of the game in regards to getting the vaccines out and 
slowly reopening and um, kind of getting ourselves back to into a normal or whatever we want to call normal into a more open lifestyle, if you will. Um, it's really interesting to hear how Germany is still almost stagnant in the sense of they are where we were probably, I don't know, eight months ago, eight months ago now at this point, eight to 10 months ago. Um, and then I know, you know, speaking to some of my friends um, and family, like in Canada, they are still in lockdown and their cases are still rising daily and they don't have enough vaccines to give out. Um, same, I have friends in Malaysia who are in similar situations with cases rising and not enough access to the vaccines. And now I hear this happening in Germany and, um, you know, I hope we all can remember that we have all been there, all of us in this world at this point, right? Coming from that place of fear, coming from the lack of resources, uh, coming to have to sit with ourselves and kind of take that pause and rely on our own inner resources without having the ability to just be around friends and family and community and be engaged in things that help us to feel purposeful and meaningful. Um, and we don't have that, how that feels. And so when we go back into the world and, and we start to open up, it's like, can we tap into that deeper sense of gratitude that lies behind our opportunity to be engaged and to make decisions and to kind of wake up and decide who it is we want to be, where we want to go, how we want to invest our energy into our purpose and career, uh, the people that we choose to interact with and how we choose to behave with them and connect um, the thoughts that we pick the decisions that we make. I don't know, all of this, I think, uh, you know, knowing that you could be on that other side, right? Where, you know, you're living in fear, you're living in that overly protected mode, which is coming from a good place. Um, but you don't have like that ability to just kind of live fully and freely. Um, when, when we have that opportunity, can we Take it as a time to maybe like wash away or kind of shake off or let go of some of the toxic or resistant thoughts and behavior patterns that we have that limit us. Because it's like when you know that the other, op the other option is um, restriction, how can you appreciate your freedom? So, I don't know, and I think that's been an underlying thought I've had since the pandemic started in which I remember being in full lockdown a year ago at this time and just thinking like, oh my God, like the appreciation I've had for friends, family, my work, my ability to travel, to, to just simply go out and have a meal and support other people's businesses, that was always there, I think, and that took some time for me to really um, kind of tune into, but now that it's open and, and here again, like just ever more so appreciating it. Um, and I'm happy our listeners can, can hear this contrast because I think when we're kind of have that freedom again, we can quickly forget what it felt like to be on the other side. And um, I hope we don't quickly forget 
you know, here in America, people are kind of like still judging other states for either being more open or less open. Um, There's still anger, feeling like we're not getting the vaccines out quick enough. Um, Frustration. And I'm, and, and you know, I, I think to myself, we've done the best we can in the past year. And no, we're not all agreeing, but I think we're all on the same page as wanting to get back to a more normal state, right? And we're doing our best in funding people, giving people uh, the money they need to sustain themselves if necessary. Healthcare is moving as quick as possible with what they have available. Um, we're moving in towards travel and business and and um group activities again and it's been a slow process sure but at least it's in motion um and so i think if other people can know that this isn't just happening everywhere maybe that sense of appreciation can be that much stronger um so those are my kind of initial thoughts when when i hear that you are in that full lockdown and I'm also you know really happy to know that you have JD you have the boys you guys are having this time of bonding like no other and that things are you know you're in a happy home and that's 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 awesome um but I do look forward to the day that you're able to have that freedom of choice again and move about and I know that you Lauren will appreciate it more than ever uh And when those freedom of choices come, kind of where I'm at right now, it's just making sure I keep that balance and I don't get caught back up in wanting to please and do and and, uh, feel like my sense of self is embedded in, um, I don't know, being present for so many other people and not for myself. And I think that would be the the contrast that the pandemic kind of um, highlighted was when you're in isolation, you really have to sit with that relationship you have with yourself. And when life opens up again, you can either choose to kind of distract that relationship you have with yourself. And I think that shows up in the choices that we make. Um, Or you can have a healthy sense of self and find that balance in how you care for you and relate to others and care for others. Um... Yeah. Oh, what a just a crazy, crazy year it's been, huh? Um, and it's, I think the story all started, you know, we all have a story about how COVID affected us. And now we're going to have the kind of coming out of COVID story and what that means. And people are stressed. People are scared. People are nervous. Um, some people and and that can show up in <clears throat> being even that much more kinder to others because you know how important it is it can also come out as being fearful and then therefore protective and defensive and that can create other problems um i don't know it's just just also interesting um you know, I just read on the news this morning about more shootings. I swear every time I open up my my mail to check it, my email, it's like, oh, another shooting today, another shooting today, another shooting today. And it's to the point now where we don't even really overly highlight this on the news. It's just like, oh, yep, another shooting a week later, another shooting. It's like, you know, 
sometimes I sit and my heart breaks every time I hear these things. I can't even actually open up and read about it because I don't know what benefit that would be for me. But to think like we have so much freedom here, we have so much opportunity, and yet there's still so much hate and fear and and things that drive people to want to lash out and um so that you know it, it drives me to think of a bigger question like how do we find balance as a community in um utilizing our our way of living versus kind of feeling like we're overindulging and have to work and make more and do this and do that and then forget the point or those who feel just so neglected that they can't engage and then lash out like it's it's such a balance um I think an endless pursuit really and uh one that who knows if we'll ever ever really achieve but I think it's questions that we probably need to start asking as we as we reemerge like why do we do all this for and what do we want coming out of it so ah balance on a macro and micro level as this discussion is now <laughs> turning out into um yeah so I don't know. I guess I guess it goes. It makes me think of the Taoist belief of like knowing the opposites helps you to appreciate the other. So living in a state of fear and how you can then appreciate that state of freedom, and vice versa. Knowing when you're in that state of freedom, you could be living in this state of fear. And and I don't know. I think it's that's an individual question for each and every single person. And then to kind of take a snapshot out and back of how that affects the bigger picture for all. Uh, thanks for listening to my philosophical rant there, Lauren. Any thoughts on on what I've shared? Sylvie, as always, love your rants. So wonderful. Thank you so much for all of your heartfelt thoughts. And, you know, I'm really grateful to kind of hear you bring up this, um, you know, I don't want to say it's an idea, but more of just this realization of dichotomy of perspective of thought, you know, that there is always some sort of um, uh, this is happening here and the other end of that is happening somewhere else. Or, you know, maybe I want to move away from the perspective of, you know, oh, well, somebody's circumstances are always worse than mine because we definitely don't want to minimize our own circumstances and feelings and we want to be present in where we're at. And I think there's so much to learn in being present. Um but there's so much to be learned in having perspective. I think it it really can help us graduate in our ability to have humility. Humility for our circumstances, humility for how it is that we talk. You know, I think having this sort of like essence of humility in our speech, in our actions, um, you know, is huge and really important and maybe something that's not practiced enough. Um, and it can go a long way for us to, you know, just having sensitivity to others. Um, and maybe move away from fear a little bit because, you know, being present in our circumstances, no matter what they are, good, bad, and different, just appreciating that you're living, you're breathing. Um, if you're in an area that you have freedoms, great. If, if you're not in an area that you have more freedom, what can I learn from this space in this season, in this time? And... I think oftentimes we get so caught up in what it is that we think we're entitled to 
that when we don't have what we think we're entitled to or our expectations haven't been met, that idea that you're talking about about fear is what takes over and drives and and really um, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? It, um, uh, oh gosh, it's right there. Uh, contort is not the word, but it um, it distorts. That's the word. It distorts our idea of what joy, peace, and happiness can be in our lives, in the immediate, in the present, in the right now. And joy and peace and, um, you know, presentness can happen when we truly have a humble spirit and aura about ourselves that's just a spirit of gratitude. And we relinquish the entitlement. We relinquish... um, the the expectation that anything but the day was given to us and i think i've definitely been learning that living not in america um and i would never ever think to say like oh goodness like that's the problem with america is people are just too entitled but you know um when you actually add to some perspective to the equation i mean really, I think it comes down to humility, just being so humbled by the fact that in America, we do have so many freedoms. And, you know, having the perspective of this country that I live in here, and then even a friend of mine who's from Tibet, um, well, she's Tibetan, but she's actually from Nepal. um, She shared with me this incredible story of her life. Basically, Tibet is being has been taken over by China. And the Tibetan language is not allowed to be taught in schools because the Chinese want to basically rid Tibetan culture, which is so sad. You know, but the gratitude and the happiness and the peace that this woman, my friend Tashi, that she walks through life with, um, and she's got four siblings who are spread out across this world, two in India, north and south, one in France, and then one in Nepal with her mother. And then she lives here in Germany. She became an American citizen. She was the one in her family that was lucky enough to become an American citizen. And, you know, I think she feels blessed in some way about it. But then, you know, in other ways, kind of like, oh, what a burden. Um, her brother that's in France, um, he really doesn't like it and really wants to be somewhere else but this is where he got a visa to and so he has to learn to be appreciative of that and he has been and and anyways I say all this to say that it's like having the perspective of recognizing that nothing is guaranteed I mean nothing and and I think as an American I've certainly grown up in a in a space in an area where I felt that I was owed a certain level of I don't know respect of dignity of, you know, and, and I, and I don't think that those are bad things to, to want and to go after for sure. But I think it's important that I, with my life lead in a spirit of humility and a spirit of gratitude that gives me joy and peace and happiness, regardless of what freedoms I may or may not have. Um, and I, I feel like we've gone completely off topic when we started, but I think we were just kind of catching back up to, to our thought processes and kind of where we're at in today's um, world. And that's kind of where I'm at. And it feels really good. It feels really empowering. And it feels um, 
Yeah, empowering. That's the, that's the best word. It feels very empowering. All right, Sylvie. I think that uh, unless you have any parting words, this might be concluding us. But uh, any any uh, parting thoughts? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So well said, Lauren. Um, yeah. So so in thinking of that, if we kind of come back to that point of how do we keep our balance? I think, um, you know. When I'm starting to feel burnt out, and by burning out, um, kind of low energy, um, not well balanced, feeling out of alignment, I think it's in those states in which I feel very vulnerable to losing that sense of humility and losing that sense of um, the perspective that nothing is guaranteed and... um, I shift out of the present and into different emotions that may kind of lead me down um, paths in which I feel more burnt out. For instance, if I'm feeling burned out, I might get frustrated or angry or um, irritable. And how I try to keep my balance now is using those emotions to tune into what it is that my body needs. What does my mind need? What do I need? And kind of shifting right into that question right away. Like, um, what is it that's keeping me from having a sense of humility and perspective? And, and and I say that because I think it's just a natural part of, of life in our everyday to um, be challenged, um, to experience things that we're not always um, prepared for expectations to not necessarily be met um you know just just life right and so when life is happening it can challenge our balance and i think using um being just being so aware of what it is that we need to maintain that sense of humility and perspective and presence is important because then we can address it when it's not so I guess some tangible takeaway steps is to um, ask yourself that, like, what do you need? And and know that if you're not feeling well, if you're feeling out of alignment, if you're not feeling balanced, it's because some need isn't being met. And so taking the time to address that um, as you can, can help to recenter you. And so that kind of ties it back into how do we keep our balance, especially as we're getting busy or things are happening for the good, for the bad, for the indifferent, you know, balance is an everyday choice and an everyday sort of endeavor, if you will. Um, And then kind of going back really quick, I just wanted to mention, I loved that you um, brought up your friend from Tibet and, you know, when I was living overseas for such a long time, it became so apparent to me that um, material needs are not everything as we try to always kind of strive to maintain and achieve more and um, obtain, I think is, is in our kind of our American culture. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think we can get so caught up in that game or in that chase that we lose our perspective as well. And so what I noticed is in other cultures, um, they had a very strong sense of 
I wouldn't even necessarily say religion, but more of like a spiritual connection and understanding um, that life is is not guaranteed and it's something to be honored and respected on a daily basis. And I think through those sorts of practices, you find a lot more peace. And um, when we think of having a perspective of peace, I think we're able to kind of live in a state of balance. And so, um, you know, just being aware of those things and being okay with falling out of balance and just being curious as to what it is that's um, taking us away from remaining present, from remaining humble, and from keeping a healthy, fresh perspective that, um, not to say that we're comparing ourselves to others, but just being in um, full awareness that nothing is guaranteed. And so kind of tuning more into that sense of gratitude uh, for having the information of our experiences at our fingertips and, and making choices from there. So, so yeah, that, that kind of, kind of summarizes it up, I think. So thank you again, Lauren, for these conversations and for just talking the talk and seeing where it goes. And I know I find something valuable each and every time we speak. Um, and sometimes right in those moments, it gets me thinking. And then sometimes just later on, things click like, oh, yeah, you know, this is why we have to talk. And this is why we need to um, keep the conversations going because we can get so caught up in the day to day um, that these little reminders are really helpful. So thanks. And I hope um, all of you out there listening have found something insightful and inspiring from this conversation. So until next time. 